Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
welcome back to Heavy Metal Mayhem's Metal Matinee. It's Survival of the Fittest. We're up to the year 1993, featuring as many bands as we can now that managed to survive the fallout of the grunge era and, you know, the death of classic metal from the 80s. And that was Gravedigger, one of my all-time favorite bands. These guys just keep putting out killer record after killer record year after year. And uh, in 1993, the band had gotten – I can't say they got back together because they didn't really break up. But uh, in 1986, they changed the name of the band to Digger. And uh, they put out an album called Stronger Than Ever in 86. They went in a more commercial direction, uh, sort of going the hair metal route. And it just didn't work out for those guys. So in the early 90s, after forming the band Hawaii, uh, they came back under the name Gravedigger put out this record, The Reaper, which is basically uh, the Hawaii demo that they put out when they changed the name from Digger to Hawaii before going back to Grave Digger. It gets a little confused, but it was a real great demo tape, and most of the songs that are on there are on the album, The Reaper, from 1983. So uh, we'll see what the band brings us to 2012. So far, it's been a pretty quiet year for them. Uh, I know they were busy last year touring and concerts and had a brand new record out, which was a tremendous album. And uh, the clans will rise again, it was called. So go check out Grave Digger's music if you haven't already. All right, let me see what I can do for you next here. We're going to keep the music flowing here. How about we head over to Sweden for a little Count Raven? Uh, the song is In Honor. Uh, they were a great doom metal band. They kind of hit the scene late, and they I don't think they really got the recognition they deserved because by the time they really got things going, like I said, heavy metal was kind of on the downfall. The, the grunge scene was really taken over by 1993. Uh, bands like Pearl Jam and Nirvana and Soundgarden, uh, they already had their foot in the door. More people were listening to that than heavy metal. And uh, you can hear in a lot of the bands, even on today's show, even though the classic 80s metal bands, even their sound started to evolve a little bit into that grungier type of sound that was happening at the hour. So, you know, let me know what you think as we move along. But Count Raven, great doom metal band who kept it going even till today. Here's an honor.
guys back in form. The albums before that were 1916 and March of Die were a little on the lighter side for the group, so they went back to the heavier, uh, you know, roots with that record, and they were still a four-piece band back then when Wurzel was uh, still playing with the group. Alright, let me see. What was some of the stuff going on in 1993 if I can remember? Uh, let me see some other albums that came out there. Except Had Objection Overruled. Uh, I'm not going to put nothing by that today because I got enough songs to fill up the show. But uh, Udo had just gotten back with the band at that time. Uh, David Reese was in the group for a little bit. And uh, Udo rejoined the band and put out a killer album. Uh, Arrow Smith had Get a Grip At, Anthrax, Sound of White Noise, Believer Dimensions, uh, Beowulf, Unsentimental, 
Who else had records out there? Yeah, Deep Purple had the Battle Rages on. Def Leppard, if anybody cares. Uh, Retroactive. Uh, Kiss had a live three out. And a whole bunch of other stuff came out there. Yeah, we'll mention it as we move along here. I think the big news in 1983, besides Udo getting back with Except for the diehard fans, that way we'll get that. Uh, a lot of people left bands that year. Uh, Bruce Dickinson parted ways with Iron Maiden. And uh, Blaze Bailey was brought in. Ron Paulford parted ways with Judas Priest, uh, and he got a fight going not too long after that. And the Ripper joined the band. Uh, who else? Michael Kiska, he left Halloween at that time. Alex Skolnick and Louis Clemente left Testament. So a lot of people leaving bands, and we lost a great Chris Oliva in a car crash on October 17th, uh, thanks to a drunk driver, right? A great guitar player who never really got the credit he deserved. He was definitely one of the best guitar players out there. So a lot of stuff has happened in that year. All right, now we'll get back to the music. How about some Overkill? You know, the band's got a brand new record coming out real soon, I think in the next couple of weeks. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. And we'll get some music on by the guys when it does come out. But we'll go back to 1993 for the I Hear Black record here, Spiritual Void.
live from the shores of New Jersey with Overkill to the Windy City of Chicago with E-Trope. That comes off the 1993 record Mind Over Splatter. Uh, that was the first record not to feature, it's actually the first and the last record by the band, but it's the first one to not feature Barry Stern, the original uh, drummer and vocalist. Uh, I believe Pete Monswillow was on vocals for that record. And um, Barry had left the band uh, about two years, I want to say, before that. I know he joined the Trouble. And around uh, 1989, he was with the band for quite a few years. Uh, you know, Barry passed away in 2005. Great loss. He was a great singer and, and drummer. And the stuff he did with Trouble was just phenomenal. So he also had another band. I just can't think of the name right now. Uh, he did in about 2003. I think it was Debris Incorporated or Debris Inc. Uh, something like that. But uh, never really heard anything by that album. But I'd like to go and check it out myself. Barry was, uh, was a killer musician. All right, so we're keeping things flowing here for 1993. Next up, we got some Merciful Fate for you. You know, the band, uh, they got back together with a lot of the original guys, except for Kim Ruz, uh seemed to have fallen off the face of the earth. Uh, and they put out a lot of good records in the 90s, even up to 2000, uh, when they got back together periodically to do stuff here and there. But all the Merciful Fate records after they reunited kind of had the same feel as the King Diamond records. They seemed to be like these big theme-oriented albums instead of like the classic first three Merciful Fate records, at least EP and the two albums. So here's a gruesome time.
All right, so Merciful Fate, that's off the In the Shadows record that came out in 1993. That was also the band's first record uh, since breaking up in the early 80s. Uh, Melissa was the last record the band put out in uh, 1983. And uh, really, only Hank Sherman was back in the band with uh, with King Diamond. And like I said, it's, it's kind of hard to tell the King Diamond music from the new Merciful Fate music. It kind of all sounded the same. Uh, but on the next record, uh, Michael Denham will rejoin the band and Timmy Graber. So... Uh, a lot more going on there. All right, let me see what I can do for you right now. Boy, I didn't realize how much time we got left over here. Let me see what I can do. What can I do? What can I do? All right, uh, how about we get on a little nuclear assault? We head back to New York over here, and we'll give you some uh, to serve man. You know, most people wouldn't even know that Nuclear Soul got back together uh, last year, 2011, because they just, there's, no, there's like no information about them anywhere on the internet, which I, for the life of me, I can't understand. You have MySpace, you have Facebook, you have all these places, Reverb Nation, that you can get on and promote the band and get, you know, some information out there. And it's all free, too, so it doesn't cost you any money. And they just don't take advantage of it. They played uh, sometime last year here in New York. I didn't even know about it until a week after the show was over. Uh, somebody had mentioned that they went to go see them, so... Guys, get on the internet and start letting people know you're out there because I would love to see you guys play again in the New York area. Okay, let me say, you know, before I, I, I apologize, I was talking about Merciful Fate. Uh, all the original guys were on that record. I meant to say the next record where everybody left the band except for Hank Sherman again. But Michael Denner and Timmy Grave on that record, they just had a different drummer. Because like I said, Kim Rosa here is a, is a postal worker in Denmark. And I guess he's just not interested in playing with the band back then or even today. But uh, I was hoping after the Metallica show when... Uh, December where King Diamond and Hank Sherman them got up there that maybe Mercil Fate would get back together, especially the original lineup and uh, and do some stuff. But you never know. We'll see what happens. All right, how about we do some Diamond Head? We had Brian Tatler on the show a few months ago. He was a great guy. Here's Wild on the Streets.
Okay, some virgin steel for you from 1993. Like everything else today, Life Among the Ruins. I tell you, David DeFeese, he's such a great singer. And uh, Ed Prasino, who plays guitar, he's been with the band, you know, since uh, Jack Starr left. He, he's such an amazing guitarist, does such a great job. And he's another guy who just doesn't get a lot of the credit he deserves. The band's just amazing. We had David on the show a while back. He's a really cool guy. I just wish they would play more here in the New York area where they come from so we could see them. But like he said, it's easier to do these festivals and head over to Europe where they can play in front of a bigger audience instead of a few people, which is unfortunately what's going on here in the States. So there's really not much we can do about that. But uh, the group is also headlining, I believe, uh, the Ragnarok Festival, which is going to take place May 18th and 19th. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. There's going to be a lot of great bands on the bill. St. Joliet, Illinois. Uh, Middle of Apocalypse, uh, Virgisdale, I think it's headlining both nights, so don't quote me on that. I do know they're the headliner. You also have Wizard on the Bill, Pharaoh, Damien Thorne, uh, Blacksmith, Borrow Time, Vaz, Ancient Creation, uh, Broker's Helm, who uh, I've been trying to get on the show for about a year now. Uh, David said he'd get back to you, I haven't heard from him, so I'm going to reach out to him. Maybe we could uh, do something to coincide with this festival over here. And besides these, uh, Skull Fist is on the bill, and a few other, I guess, local bands from the area. You can't beat this uh, kind of, you know, we always talk about European festivals, how we don't have them here. Uh, this is pretty similar. you got a lot of great bands from the 80s on this bill, and a lot of newer bands will have that vintage and classic metal sound. So definitely go and check those guys out. The Ragnarok Metal Acopolis, uh, they're on Facebook. Uh, go and check out, see what's going on. If you're in the area or you could travel there, it's definitely a show not to miss. But next up, we have our Metal Matinee Bootleg Artist of the Week, and it's Metal Church. Uh, this is a show from back in the early 80s that I dug up out of my collection. Uh, head over to the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot right now and download yourself a copy of it. Uh, let me see what we can do for you off that record. I actually uploaded a few songs, but uh, I thought we'd do Gods of a Second Chance.
Man, Metal Church of 1993. That album sounded great. That was hanging in the balance. It had probably one of the worst album covers of any album, but it was a tremendous record. And Mike Howe did a great job on vocals. You know, he, he took uh, to me Metal Church is always going to be David Wayne, but Mike Howe stepped in on the third record, Blessing in the Skies, and he did an outstanding job for as long as he was with the band. And he actually had a little bit of David Wayne sound in his voice. That was a good record. I believe it was produced by Paul O'Neill, who was working with Sabotage. At the time and up until now with them and uh, TSO, I mean, in my opinion, he kind of killed Sabotage to me. He turned them into a band I really despised later on, but this was a good record over here. Probably one of Mel Church's better records in the 90s. Now, one thing I noticed is that, like, you know, by this time, there was still a lot of bands to choose from that were around in the 80s, but I'm looking at, like, the next show for 1994 – and the pick is really starting to get slim because a lot of bands just started dropping by the wayside. Uh, grunge was in full force and, you know, all that new metal shit that I despise, you know, bands that kind of ruled the rest of the decade or for at least the next 10 years, like uh, Children of Bodom and Corn and Mushroom Head and all those crappy bands that, you know, that I don't like. They kind of took over the scene back then. The only good thing was that in 93 that uh, Hammerfall came about. They just got started. I want to say Symphony X, but I think they might have been 1994, so don't quote me on that. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but there were a few bands in there, uh, Rhapsody of Fire, a lot of these European bands that were going to start the next power metal phase, which kind of exploded again 10 years later. It took a little while, but it happened. And I was thinking like some of the bands on today's show, like Merciful Fate and Diamond Head, those bands had just gotten back together uh, after many years apart, and they kind of picked like the worst time to reform because... There wasn't a lot of interest in the metal that we, you know, love or we play on this show. So it was kind of surprising. I asked Brian Tatler about that, and he said, I don't know. <laughs> I guess no band knew at the time. I guess they saw an opportunity to reunite, and they took advantage of it. Unfortunately, the scene was really, like, in dire straits by the mid-'90s. So it didn't really work out for a lot of bands. Uh, but like I said, that was Metal Church for you over there. Uh, they are this week's Metal Matinee Bootleg Artist of the Week. And if you head over to the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot, you can download yourself a copy of this show. It's from uh, 629.84 from the Norway Center in uh, Seattle, Washington. So head there right now. All right, we're down to the last song, the last five minutes or so of the show. I want to thank everybody for listening before I get the last song on. And don't forget, Sunday night, the 11th at 6 o'clock, Vic Hicks 
of Shock Paris is my guest. I also had an interview I did with Andy Gurn of Necronomicon this week, but it was a really crappy interview. And I know I said last week I would air it, but it's just so bad that I'm not even going to bother. We'll just talk to Vic and we'll uh, spend the whole show with him and Shock Paris and just keep playing music all day. So let's get to the last song. It's Dio, who also got back together with his own band Dio that year and put out an album. He was bouncing around with Sab and some other stuff at the time. Uh, here's One Foot in the Grave. Dio with One Foot in the Grave that comes off the Strange Highways record. Like I said before I started the song, uh, Dio and Vinnie Apice, they had gotten back together with Sabbath uh, for the Dehumanizer album and tour, so I kind of uh, kept them busy for a couple of years. And when they came back, it was a much different sounding deal than we were used to. I guess the times were changing and the music was changing and the deal kind of tried to fit in with it. He brought in Tracy G, uh, 
you know, to kind of give it a new lift. And I really couldn't get into these records back in the day when they came out, but they kind of grow on. They started to kind of grow on. <laughs> they started to grow on me over the years, and I started to get into them a little bit more as time went by. And uh, the two records with Tracy G were a good album, so uh, you should go check them out. That was Strange Highway. Thank you everybody for listening. I will see you Sunday night at six o'clock with my guest Vic Hicks from Shock Paris. I just got back from a headlining a festival over in Greece, so we're gonna have a lot to talk about. Have a great week, everybody. There's only one day left after today, and the weekend is here. I'll see you Sunday night. Take care. The best heavy metal anywhere. BlogTalkRadio.com and Heavy Metal Mayhem.